heads. Dear God, we come to you now and just speak to us, dear Lord. Speak your, the message you have prepared for us. Allow us to hear it and allow us to go out and live it as you live through us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. But we did have a little conversation this morning. I didn't do slides just because sometimes they be a little bit distracting away from some of the words that are being spoken. So if you have a Bible with you or your phone, go to Luke 2. I know I say this all the time, but do you hear the baby crying? That's the best sound you ever hear in a church right there now. And it's, we see little kids being held perfect. Means we're still growing. So Luke 2, we're going to be in verse 8. It says, uh, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away for, from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. So here we have the baby Jesus is born. And um, God is, is making his first announcement, his first invitation for people to come and see the, the baby Jesus Christ. And he, uh, it's, it's very odd sometimes who God picks. When you read the resurrection story, um, you know, this is uh, the very um, linchpin of Christianity is that Jesus Christ, you know, resurrected from the dead. And his first witnesses are women who aren't able to testify in a court and whose testimony mean nothing at this time. And it's and sometimes who he picks to be his first witnesses or his first encounters, um, they're, uh, to a man, are very strange. But when you get and start to whittle down on who he actually picks, it really speaks to us as people, as ordinary people, as common people. So it's the shepherds are out in their fields. They're minding their business, doing what they're supposed to be doing out there. And then the angels come to him and tell him of this great birth of the Savior and that they should go and, and witness, you know, the baby lying in a manger and, and wrapped in swaddling clothes. 
Every time I say that, all I can hear is that song. Africans waddling close, lay down in a manger. So if you're not a Phelps Brother fan, I, you may not get that reference. Okay, but yeah, even if you are, maybe you, no, never mind. But, but these are temple shepherds. So these, uh, these are shepherds who are keeping the flock um, that is often used as sacrifices in at the temple. Um, these guys were uh, not really welcome in town because one, they were kind of strange dudes. Number two, they were probably nasty and dirty. And uh, number three, they kind of did not have the greatest of reputations. So um, number four, they weren't really allowed to testify in court. So these are, uh, these are strange people who you would pick to go be the first people to, to identify Jesus Christ as the Savior. And uh, it's also very uh, fitting, I think, that these are guys who spend their entire life taking care of sheep that are going to be sacrifices. You see the reference there? They have pre so basically they have prepared for this their entire career to go and see the ultimate sacrifice. All right? And um, the other thing is that, uh, you know, these are just ordinary guys. God doesn't pick the mighty of the mighty. He doesn't pick the wealthiest of the wealthiest. He doesn't pick the powerful. He picks common, ordinary working dudes to be the one to go witness Jesus Christ to babies. Okay? So sometimes I think we uh, build ourselves up to where, or build ourselves down, let's say that. We destruct ourselves a little bit and say, well, just look at me. I'm just some ordinary guy. Nobody ever listened to me. So, you know, I'm not really picked out for much, um, you know, mission work. I'm not picked out for for much work out at church because I'm just too ordinary and my comment to that is anything in the Bible when God has a chance to pick he picks the most ordinary people that you could ever pick and he uses them to make the greatest of statements and to start the greatest of revolutions and this is who he picks this is who he goes to and he picks out common ordinary dudes shepherds who are at work doing what they're supposed to be doing which meant they were dependable. And this is also people who would stop everything that they were doing to make sure that the one sheep that was lost would be returned safely. Okay? And I know that we, he uses that later on, but aren't you thankful that we have a shepherd who went out and found the lost one when it was us? That's the best statement ever. And this is all wrapped around in Christmas where it all starts. And these guys are at the root of their, of, of their being. They are honest guys. Okay? They stand out there all night and they make sure that every sheep is accounted for. And you know what? They're men of great courage. They're out there at nighttime and they're fighting off wild beasts, they're fighting off animals, and they're making sure that everybody's safe. And here's probably the, here's probably the exclamation point on the whole message. Jesus refers to himself as the great shepherd. Because these guys symbolize the work that is going to be done. And it symbolizes the work that we are called here as a church, as Christians, as 
leaders of a household, as parents and grandparents, we are all called to be shepherds, to make sure that the sheep that God has blessed us with and put in our flock, that you know, we take care of them, they're safe, and that we raise them the way that they're supposed to be raised. And I think that's something that we really take, you know, we, we really take that to heart here at Star Church. Our ministries for our kids are something that we have really made some investments in over the years. And, and you know what? We see, we see the return on those investments. The baptisms we see with the young kids. And if you ever get a chance to ask some of these kids questions, <laughs> you might be surprised how, how thorough and, and uh, good their answers are and how biblically based they are. I mean, we have great Sunday school teachers here. And I'm just thankful for the ministries that we have for our kids here. And also all the kids that we bring in through the bus ministry. And, and I think it's something that we really need to double down on every time we get the chance to reinvest in that. But he, re- he refers to himself as the great shepherd because this is the work that we're called to do. And let me make this clear. We're all called to work. We're all called to do some kind of work. And if you haven't figured out or you haven't identified what your calling is, then you need to pray and pray a lot about being able to identify what the ministry is in your life. Because you got one. You're being called to do it. And here's the thing. If you're not doing your ministry, then we are suffering here as a church because that ministry is missing. And when we don't do our ministries to the utmost of our abilities and, and, you know, giving of ourselves to Christ, then everything suffers because of that. I mean, we're doing, we're doing serious work here. It's a, it's, it's a tough world. Um, the things that used to not be around here, big city stuff, big city problems, they're here now. Very prevalent. And we are all dealing with every kind of thing that we used to not have to worry about. But they're here. We're small towns dealing with big, big city problems, and sometimes that's, that's worse than cities taking care of city problems because sometimes we just don't have the resources or the abilities to handle that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you that we have the life changer of all life changers. We have the chain breaker. We have the way maker. We got Jesus Christ, and we are here today to celebrate that he was willing to give up his rights as God the Son and come down and become a man just so that he could die on the cross for us. So we are here to celebrate Christmas because without Christmas there can't be Easter, and without Easter there can't be eternal life. And it's all made possible because of Jesus Christ, the little baby laying in a manger that these guys went and saw. And then they went out and spread the word. And you know what? People listen to them. You know why? Because they were speaking the truth. And when you speak the truth, the soul identifies it. Thank you for tuning into Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. 
We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.